Welcome to The Nudge. We take things one step at a time, mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I'm your host, Mark Papers, senior engineer at MPE, Mobile Production Engineers. Call or text 888-90-MPE now to get started. We hit you off with podcast mixing, music mixer and mastering, vocal tuning, beat mixing, plus much more. Till we have a guest on the podcast, he moved to Hollywood, L.A., and only after two years later, he's now a Billboard Award-winning engineer. We're going to tap in with him a little later, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to get started, and I just want to give you a brief little definition on what is actually mixing, right? Mixing is bringing the artist's vision to life in song using effects and plugins, Mixing is when an engineer um, is being creative because we can achieve this in many different ways. You know, we all use different plugins um, to get to the same outcome at the end of the day. Uh, we need fine tuning to make the song sound really polished. And, you know, my thing is you always get in what you put out. You know what I'm saying? So if you put good material in your mix, you know, good effects, good plugins, uh, good stems, you know, you're going to usually get a good mix from, you know, that that formula. So you got to start with good recordings, you know, and stems if you can, if it's possible, you know. The best thing uh, normally to do is record yourself, you know. Um, what we do is we show up to your facility and we bring our own equipment. So, you know, we always get the sound that we're looking for. But, you know, sometimes you might get something received back from an artist or producer that you didn't create. Um, so I think being a good engineer, you know, you'll learn over time is how to deal with, different issues or you know things that you receive from you know those those type of uh stems but you know what i'm saying it, it just makes your craft better you know you're good at what you do when you know you learn how to do a lot of you know different ways you can approach things you know sometimes the audio that you you know you're working with you know you're working with a mix and it might sound a little off you know that's where nudging comes in you know something needs to maybe needs to be slid to the left or to the right just a little bit Sometimes that EQ just needs a little nudge, you know, just to take out a frequency. That's kind of how mixing works. You know, those small changes really add up to your overall mix. You know, a little nudge can go really a long way. Uh, you never want to be too heavy handed with the knobs or the controls, you know. You know, I feel like a lot of great engineers, they make just small, subtle changes you know, in all the popular songs, you know, you know, the, you know, when they interview engineers and they ask them, you know, you know, what made this, you know, what made you, uh, you know, add that, you know, that that shine or that polish, you know, they'll say, you know, I just added, you know, a small de-esser or, you know, I just EQ like, you know, just one dB of, you know, uh, top end, you know, they just did something so small. Um, and it added up to so much that, you know, a lot of listeners loved in the song, you know, because at the end of the day, um, you have to make it sound good, you know. We're all here to make the music sound very good the best way as possible, you know, by polishing it using our effects and our plugins, you know. So it, it, it adds up at the end of the day. You don't have to make a lot of drastic moves at all to be a master engineer, you know. A lot of top engineers would definitely agree that making small changes in a mix will always go a further way you know, to make that mix sound a lot better. You know, like, you could use two EQs, like, you know, half the time, and it's more effective just than having one EQ trying to do all of the work on that song. Um, because a lot of, 
engineers, you know, when you first start out, what you're probably going to do is, you know, have one compressor or one EQ try to do so many things, you know, try to cut and remove and also, you know, boost at the same time. That's not something you want to do. What you want to do is try to have one dedicated to one specific process um, as, as far as cutting or just boosting. And that way it's going to be more effective, you know, and you, you can pick and select a plug-in, you know, that's going to fit that process so much better, better, excuse me. And like I have, there's so many EQs I use specifically just to cut um, EQs out. And then I use, you know, other ones just to put, you know, some nice shine on it. So again, you know, just splitting up your plugins is a great way to, you know, give you just, you know, another way to add, uh, you know, you know, to your process and, you know, have that chain split apart and, you know, work together. And, you know, another thing I want to just mention to a lot of uh, beginning recording artists, you know, engineers is you don't have to have that huge studio to make high quality recordings. You know, you just have to have basic gear. Um, you have to, you know, make sure that, you know, your gears and your cables are all working. You know, you have a nice preamp interface you know good microphone and then you know some sort of treatment around that mic um you know or the place that you're recording you know and so it could sound decent once you have that you know you can start from there and then start to make your recording sound better by adding different effects and different plugins so you know it all starts where you know how you're recording as to we mentioned earlier before in the beginning your mixes won't probably be perfection you know what you want to do is get it close to perfection so you know try to aim for getting your mix close to you know just starting off to 90 percent you know uh that way you can kind of hear it in different speakers and then go from there and then try to improve upon it you know one percent at a time rather than trying to aim for that hundred percent which is going to probably be more difficult since it's going to be you know things with your mix that you probably don't know how to correct you know that's something you'll learn over time when your ears get better and you learn different tricks of the trades, you know. Um, but having home studios are very important. That makes brings me to my next point. Home studios, you why you should get good at this and the whole purpose of being, you know, a good and great engineer is because you can record yourself, record your own recordings. You can make, you know, more more music. You know, you don't have to rely on an engineer to, you know, hook you up and and mix your music and, you know, send it out to them, you know, things like that, you know, you can learn how to do it yourself. There's times that I do use an engineer, you know, I, I, I can engineer my, my own music, but when I, when I produce certain songs, yes, I send it out as well. It's, you know, that talented engineer could never be replaced. That's not what I'm saying here, but it just gives you more options that, you know, you can produce your own quality music and, you know, for other artists that you feature as well. So it allows you, you know, to create more, and make more music, you know, you're going to get more experience because everything that you're doing, you're learning how to do it. So, you know, when you go to the studio, you know what to ask for. You know, when I go to a, a major studio, if they have, you know, multiple preamps and compressors, excuse me, I can request which one I would like to use. You know, we can, I can, you know, say, okay, I want to make sure that my voice sounds, you know, very, very tight, you know, on this track because I have a, I have an artist vision 
And the most frustrating thing is, you know, you have an artist's vision and you go to the studio and you can't really tell them what you need to do because they're speaking like sort of a different language because of, you know, the way that they work. You know, it's it, it, it's it's something that needs to be kind of fixed, you know, in the, I feel like the music production industry, but, you know, that's something that we're working on. But again, equipping yourself with better tools allows you to, you know, get this done. You know, it's great, um, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, having yourself, you have your own recording studio at home, <clears throat> what you can end of the day do is, you know, send your files out to engineers like us, and we can mix and master it for you. You know, again, you know, I know a lot of artists that have their home studios, and they have great quality microphones and interfaces, and they have good setups, but they may not know how to mix. And again, if you send it out to engineers like us, we get the job done, we can send it back to you, and you, we give you fresh ears on your mix that you're not really able to achieve in your own space. We also have the acoustic treatment and quality. You know, we have the gear to hear the problems. We have the trained ears. So, again, you're getting, you're, you're getting a more high-quality service. Again, I, I would say, you know, if you're going to definitely release anything to the public, you know, if you're going to shoot a video to, you know, your, your next single or song like that, you're going to want a professional engineer to engineer this so it sounds, you know, at least different from the rest of the records that you may be releasing. You know, another thing for artists, you know, you have to think in... Think of your your music as a catalog. You still can market that song as, you know, something that's part of your overall catalog, and this can be like a highlight record. So again, you can use engineers, you know, to get different sounds when you you know want to release something. I would say you know more special than the rest of your record. So, you know, so for some of my mixing engineers, I want to go over you know a mixing order that I think is kind of general. These are kind of, you know, the general moves that, you know, we all should make, you know, how to approach a mix. You know, it's a very common question or aspect of mixing, what you should do. You know, so I just want to go over that as a few quick steps um, to get it done. So first thing you want to do is once you get this track is to organize your mix. What you want to do is name everything. Um, rename it, you know, even if the tracks are on there and it says you know, doubles or ad-libs, you know, I've seen tracks that are named very nicely. I've seen tracks that, you know, I, I don't know what it is at all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so what I do is I, I rename it. Everything is in the mix. So again, once I'm going back and forth through the mixing channel, through the, uh, uh, my, uh, the other, the mix window, um, I can see where everything is very quickly. I can make quicker decisions. Two, Again, yeah, I color the tracks. Coloring tracks are very important. Again, you want to make quicker decisions. You know, you don't want to spend all day um, on a mix. You know, you want to make, again, you know, you don't want to rush through it. But again, you want to create a nice pace as to what you are also recording. So I, that's a, a nice thing that I do. I, I color the tracks. It helps me get to, you know, making my decisions very quickly. Um, and, you know, especially when you have those large files and you have a bunch of ad-libs or, you know, a, a lot of beat tracks or stuff like that. It's, you know, it, it helps out your mix a lot. Um, if you use Logic, you should use those instrument icons. They have, like, you know, you can click through the mix window um you can change this like if there's like a drum track you can make it a drum um if it's a vocal you can make it a microphone again it, again it just helps you you know see this stuff quicker because um you know you have to think about this you're gonna be sitting in this mix 
probably for the next what you know let's say a minimum an hour i would say you know what i don't i i, I never heard of an engineer mixing a song in, in 10 minutes you know I, I can't imagine that being the best mix overall you know it's going to take time to do this so you know you set aside what at least an hour you're going to be sitting looking at this 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 session for this extended period of time, what you normally should do is, again, make it most comfortable in your eyes so that you can, again, flip back and forth, go through different uh, motions, and nothing is confusing you or making you think, double think, you know. You know you're making it your job more easier. So this is what these things are doing. <clears throat> again, um, another, um, so we're up to number four. What you should do is uh, track stacks or add in aux tracks. So... Um, what you want to do is use buses, so aux tracks, whatever you want to, you know, call them. I think those terms are synonymous. So you want to use aux or tracks, and you want to, you know, route your 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 stems there. You want to send your vocals, all your vocal dubs, send them to a, vo a, a vocal tracks. I call mine Vox, you know, V O X, uh, aux. You know, I label mine as as that. That's very helpful. Or a drum bus, um, you know, and then in your DAW. Cubase, Pro Tools, Logic, uh, FL Studio, whatever DAW you're using, you need to know how to use buses in your own DAW. Um, again, these are general moves that we're all should be making when we're doing uh, mixing and mastering. You know, I, I'm a, you know, it's not it's not specific to you know what we're doing because these things need to be done. You have to make vocal buses and you know aux tracks because you want to put your plugins on you know on every track and again mixing for so many years now i'm accustomed to doing this it's just it's just sick it's second nature right I'm, I'm just gonna go in i'm gonna make aux and buses because i'm not gonna put all my plugs and plugins on every track because that's inefficient um for my mix it's gonna use up all my my dsp or my my cpu so i it's not efficient right um, but I, I've seen novice or, you know, beginning mixers that they'll do that. And I remember a time I used to do the same thing. So, again, this is something that you want to do because it helps your CPU. And, again, it helps the flow of your mix. You want to glue a lot of things together. Think of your mix as, as parts and packages. You know, you want to put the drums with the drums. You know, you want to put the beat with the beat. You want to put the vocals with the vocals. You want to put the hook with the hook. You know, these things, you know... They group together, so when you hear it, it's a group, it's a, you know, arrangement of groups, you know, it sounds much better, you know, it's all cohesive. Um, so the next thing in that mixing order is, I would say, you want to add in some sends, and again, general move, very general move, you want to add reverb, that's going to be a very popular send, whichever one you choose, that's where the engineer's choice comes in, but... What you're making as um, a send is every track is gonna have to have reverb, you know. You know, every vocal I, I, it's gonna have to be have some amount of reverb on it. And the best way to do that is set you send so that way they're all in the same space and that track is using the same reverb. So again, everything is sounding like it's in the same. It was created in the same area, even if it might have not have been. Again, that you're kind of tricking the listener to hear it so that's this is this is a good move to make um your second sentence you want to add is delay um i usually add two delays if i'm you know you know making sure i'm making sure this mix is sounding very tight 
and everything is added right. I had two delays. Um, I use a quarter delay. Um, that way it kind of gives that faded far delay, you know, on the vocals or the hook, whatever I'm using. And then I also use a quarter delay. Um, and again, the reason why I use two delays is, again, I want to switch things up. Sometimes I want things to delay right away. Some things I want far away. But I have two delays kind of to give me that that choice. And, you know, I put that in the mix too. But again, two, having two is an extra um, I feel, but every engineer, again, every send, every mix you're going to do, you're going to have a delay send on there because you're going to need things to have delay and minimal amounts. Again, I'm not I'm not saying a lot. Sends not only make your mix more organized and help you to get through it, um, what they do is they give you the right amounts that you need per track. So it's very customizable using sends, again. So again, the more balanced your mix is, the more organized it is the more easy it is for you to go through add things change it up and make sure that it is um you know all coming together properly your next step your next send excuse me is going to be distortion um you're going to want to put some distortion on those vocals um you know what i've noticed is um things like you know bass or kicks um when you're mixing you know beats gonna have you know, good good amounts of dis distortion you know makes it kind of like you know punch more um, that's a good thing to add it on vocals. Good to have distortion on those as well. Um, you're also gonna put, you know, distortion. You know, pretty much on anything. Again, it's a good track to have. Um, I put that in my in my in my send chain. I would say, as you want to call it. Um, you know, that's a good thing to add as well. Distortion um, or saturation, either one, um, just to kind of give it that gloss or that that heaviness. You know, you know, as you you know, mix more. These are things that you're going to, you know, tend to prefer and have more of a mixing style. You know, like if if any engineer, if you think of, you know, what we do, they can probably rank us like 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 lawyers or like like dentists or doctors. Like, you know, again, this is a uh, ophthalmologist and this doctor focuses on, you know, the eyes. You know, you want to think of yourself as that engineer. Like, okay, you know, this engineer is really good at, you know, making a very balanced mix and making sure that, you know, nothing's going to peak out and everything's going to sound good on every single speaker I play this in. You know, there's other engineers that are okay, okay, gonna give you, you know, so many, you know, different effects or things like that. You know, chops. You know, I, you know, it depends on where, where you're trying to go. But once you handle the basics, you add on those effects. Again, you create your type of style that you want to do. Um, and the last send I would say is parallel compression. This this might be one of the most important sends you want to have on your send chain as an engineer. Um, you're going to want to have parallel compression. I mean, it just works on every single track, I would say. You know, I, I, I've, 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 you can use it on instruments. You can use it on vocals. Um, you know, it's just sending that, that individual track to a high compressed track, and it just gives it back. Um, it gives it more body. It brings it in the mix. You know, and again, you can have it in having it in ascend, allows you to dial it in and these these particular effects because you know again i, I want to speak to the engineers you know a lot of engineers that listen to this podcast if you're advanced these are things that you know already you know these are going to be refreshers but for my new listeners my new you know engineers that are new to this 
this is going to give you, you know, again, the tools to, you know, make you more talented. So, again, these sends are the ones that are particular that you need, you want to dial in. Things like effects, um, you know, direct compression, uh, things like what else? Like de-essers. You don't want to, you don't want to dial this in. You want them directly on the vocal track or on the instrument track because you want them actually, you know, affecting the the track directly so again and then the last the last step in that mixing order which is step six i know i give you a lot in the last last part i'm gonna recap this but the last step is to begin to start level matching so okay so you want to make sure okay here's my beat this where the sounds is this beat too low is this beat too loud are my vocals too low are they too loud <clears throat> and then start to kind of balance things out before you even start to put you know too much effects on you want to kind of just make sure that everything is kind of just sounding right you know sitting right um and this is where you want to get into a lot of you know different uh channels as far as you know how you're testing your song so you know what i do is i balance i make a lot of balances any engineer will tell you the songs that have the most bounces is are the ones that we worked on the most right and um you know being that we're more in a new modern age, those tests have become a little bit different, right? So we now we have the speaker test, and the speaker test is still important. The speaker test is very good at gauging what you did in the studio because our studio monitors are really good. So it's going to tell you, you know, different, it's going to give you all the frequencies, but when you go in different speakers, you're not getting all those frequencies. So you want to make sure that you weren't fooled in the mix you just heard. So the speaker test, you know, comes in handy. And, uh, you know, I think the car test is still important, very important. Um, you know, after you listen to the the song, you know, the car is like a balance because I feel like we 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 we've been trained to listen to everything in the radio when we were little. So you know, you know what song is supposed to sound like in the car. So that's a good test. Um, you want to test some Bluetooth speakers. Um, that's a great modern test because your listeners will listen to your songs on Bluetooth speakers. Believe it or not, um, headphone tests are great as well. Um, you know, if you want to just pop some headphones on to listen to this, the mix after, that's a great test. The phone test. Now, the phone test to me is super important. The phone is not only where your listeners will listen to your song, probably for the first time. And even after that, the phone test is also where that song will sound like when you drop it on instagram and on facebook and on snapchat a lot of listeners will hit listen to your song and in mono um with little bass and in this small speaker and you know this this hard work you just did will sound much different and i think a lot of engineers a lot of from the last generation might get upset by that and say, okay, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're not listening to the music in the right way. I don't, I don't really necessarily say that. It's just a different medium. Right. But it's a, it's a, it's a very popular medium. So you cannot ignore it. So again, any engineer, if you want to be really balanced and, and, and good at what you do and make sure that your clients are happy and satisfied, you want this mix to slap in the phone 
it, to me that is that is the new car test. You know, I if, if you it, it, to me it has more importance now, um, more than before because you you do know for a fact even again even if you don't even have fans, just off release, you're gonna listen to this song in an iPhone speaker. So. Again, this 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 the speaker test. It, it will never go away. I feel like even in the future, when we have different mediums of listening to music, like whatever that is, you know, let's say you know we're in fucking we're doing VR or something like that. You know, when you listen to music in that, you know, it's gonna be like, okay, well, you, did you do the? How does it sound in VR? You know, it, you need to test it in other listeners because that's how your listeners will hear it. So again, that's a great way to, to approach it. So I want to wrap this last section up. And I want to welcome our guest, recording artist, and award-winning engineer, Billboard award-winning engineer, Swigger Giovanni. Um, he wants. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about engineering, how we got started. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Yo, Mark Papers, what's good, bro? How you? What's going on, man? Um, I'm doing great, man. Um, you know, having a great time in LA. You know, living a life. You know, just you know, just get into this this world of engineering, and you know, just exploring what's going on because now it's a new generation of kids doing it, and Facts. we have to be the ones to kind of tell them, okay, you know, here's what you should do. You feel me? Facts, facts. Word. Um, so uh, tell us, you know, how long have you been an engineer? Well. I started engineering in high school, my freshman year of high school. Uh, I used to cut school and go check my boy uh, Jimmy Hoffa at a Black House Records, Crush Rec. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that's where I really started out, man. It was a it was a beautiful time. I've been uh, recording professionally for five years, but I've been recording my whole life for about 15 years in total. So engineering been my whole life, music been my whole life. You mm, know what I'm saying? Very nice. Yeah. I like that. So you've uh you've been doing it uh for a minute now. That's that's pretty cool. It's pretty dope, man. Uh so you know, tell us, uh, you know, what how did this uh this award come about? You know, what how did how did you run into this artist? Well, first and foremost, shout out to the split sheets because if I never did a split sheet, I would have never got that Billboard award. Um, a Billboard artist now, Blizzy Boy LJ, actually uh, recorded his music at my studio, um, Max Michael Studio, and um, we did a split sheet. And shit, like about a month or a month or two later, I got a package in the mail, and it was actually a Billboard plaque. You know what I'm saying? And that was actually a blessing. I didn't expect it. You know, I was just doing my job. I was focused at the task at hand. And shout out to Blizzy Boy LJ for that. Nice, nice, nice. We we, we rock with that. You know, uh, you know, and after a while, you know, you mix those records. That's that's those type of opportunities that come about, you know. So uh I wanna ask you, you know, so how are you mixing? You know, what do you prefer? Pro tools or or, or logic? Well, I use Pro Tools. Pro Tools is actually the industry standard. I started out with Cubase, but now I use Pro Tools. And since this is called a nudge, I want to give you uh, engineers and artists a, a nudge trick using Pro Tools. All you have to do is select the item you want to move or you want to nudge, and you press plus or minus on the numerical keypad. 
And once you do that, you will start nudging your item left or right, bar by bar, beat by beat. Yeah, you know, uh, just having a little nudge sometimes can go a, lo- a long way. You know, we, we... Yeah, man. I mean, that's how I get my tracks all in sync, smooth and silky. Just a little nudge. You know what I mean? Facts. You know, you and you have, you have great mixes when, um, you know, with your, with your music. You know, I, I really enjoy that. You know, let me ask you, when you when you mix, so you know, you going for more natural sound or you going for that process sound? Yeah, I'm going all natural, you know what I'm saying? Um that's why I started out with the universal audio gear. They give you more of a natural sound. It's not that process. They mimic analog gear, and that's why I advise all engineers and artists when they are setting up their home studio to use analog gear. All you need is three pieces of analog gear to begin with, and that is the mic, the preamp, and the compressor. You know what I'm saying? You take your mic, you line it into the preamp. Once you line it in the preamp, you line that out to the compressor ends, and then you take the compressor and you line that out right into your Apollo. And that's how you get that sound. But you make sure your Apollo is in line level and you turn the Apollo all the way down. And that's how you get that analog sound, you know, because most artists, they think they can get that same sound that they want in the studio and they do not have the gear. The people keep telling them, oh, I could get that same analog sound. I could get that same that same sound with, with, with some good software. No, the more software you use, the more process you're going to sound. So keep it analog, keep it basic and get yourself some analog gear. Get a hybrid setup. Word. Yeah, well put, well put. Um, I I totally agree. Uh, you know, I was a, uh, analog gear it has a it has a place. It works. It works very well. You know, uh, that's the era that we came from. We can't forget about that. You know, um, but if we connect it with our new systems, our new gear, we can go hybrid, and we can make you know that 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 new rich rich sound so you know swigger uh you know great stuff man you know i appreciate you you know stopping our show i i love it man um you know how can people reach you you know for if they want to you know get a mix done um or become your client you know what what how do they do that well y'all can reach me at swigger giovanni but mark i remember you spoke about uh mixing a song in 10 minutes it is possible but it's a big fucking disclaimer okay you could do it with a template. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It could really get done. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have some good fucking templates. You can give them a solid mix. Yeah, you could give them a solid mix. You know what I'm saying? But once you got that good template with the proper EQs, the mic doesn't have to be that extraordinary. Get yourself a good $200 mic and get yourself in. Because at the end of the day, your, your clients, only they're paying you by the hour. So make sure you get in and get out as best as you could. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, that's about it. But reach me at Swigger Giovanni. Absolutely. we love to hear it. We want to thank Swigger Giovanni for taking time out to be on the pod. We appreciate having you. If you need mixing and mastering, give us a call at 888-90-MPE-NOW. Thanks for listening to The Nudge, the place where you need to make just small changes, but they can have a big impact on everything you do, including all your mixes. We take things one step at a time, mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I'm your host, Mark Papers, signing out. You already snow.